0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Yes, yeah, so I only found that out recently after watching *Handmaid's Tale*, and where she has.
0: Are you doing this on purpose? Can like, I have um, seriously that bed? That bed, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of I'm course. gonna pop yeah. her on. Okay, it. this okay. is
1: we can't do this again. It's not working. <laughs> well
0: all right. Shut Why up. can't they just all be like Pete? Who? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait for that to stop. <laughs>
1: Evie Jones.
0: <laughs> hey, Annie Potato. How are you? I'm actually really good. A um, bit hungover today. You, Had a yeah. great night last night. Did you? Where'd you go? Should have left it till tonight. <laughs> you did a me. You I did, did a, a classic you. Classic me. Annie. Peaks too early. Always. But you know, there's just something about a Friday night, isn't there? There is. It's the end of the week.
1: You want to wind down. You want to wind down. You want to fry-yay.
0: I think we're officially too old to say fry-yay. Yeah. I think anyone is too <laughs> old to say fry-yay. And that just sounds yeah. like you're being inappropriate. Well,
1: it reminds me of froyo, which is yeah. another saying that I just can't get my head around to say it like just – isn't froyo frozen yogurt? Yeah, like for example, if I was on a date with a guy mm. and he said, "Hey, do you want to get some froyo?" Like that would just—I can't
0: not. Yeah, what about co-yo, coconut yogurt? Can you hear? Can you hear Sissy in the background? <laughs> yes, we've got the dogs in this week. She is. Sissy always likes to just be uh, going involved. For a drink. Yeah. yeah. She as soon as she falls asleep, we're going to have her snoring in the background. So we know this, and we're okay with it.
1: We're totally fine with it. So I just want to, before we get stuck into today's amazing
0: Chick's chick, dream. yeah, uh,
1: just wanted to bring up a little something, something that I thought was quite timely after our podcast um, last week episode, last week's episode. Yeah, what? Um, did you see that post from Kim
0: Kardashian? With the... Uh, Corset? Corset. I didn't see hers, but I saw Jamila, Jamila, Jamila. Jamil? Jamil? Who yes. Who
1: I, I love. We both love we her. How good is she? What's not to love? Yeah, I didn't see Kardashian's post either because I refused to buy into anything to do with raising their ego or their monetary... Things. Anything.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so,
1: so I don't follow them or watch any no. of their stuff or do any of Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Jamil 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 Jamil, on the other hand. Yeah, follow,
0: follow, follow. Follow
1: her. Um but yeah, so Kim Kardashian was photographed wearing a um a corset a and boned
0: corset, too. Like a, a what what did they call them from last week's episode? A stay. A stay. And it looks like I mean Look. It actually looks photoshopped. I think it has been photoshopped. But and you know you can always tell when it's photoshopped because of the background. Yeah. And there's no pulling in of the background. So that's actually something she really has done to herself. She's she has, really sucked her organs mm, to within an inch of their lives. It's very, like, why? I mean, look, if that's what you want to do and that's your thing, mm. great.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah.
0: But, but just what brings you to that point looks, where you want to do that to yourself,
1: and that that is the image that she is sending out there to all of these impressionable girls who are following mm. her, saying that this is what they need to aspire to be, which is literally
0: can kill you. Yeah. we learned
1: that last week, we can, ladies. Yeah, it,
0: it can, or it just makes you pass out, it makes you very can damage your organs. Yeah, exactly.
1: So I just love, um, though, that, um, Jamila was, it's Jamila, isn't it? Jamila. Yeah. Yeah. Jamila? Jamila was saying that, um, you know, she'd received thousands of um, DMs about the post and people were yes. saying like, why haven't you commented about this? Like you yeah. should be saying something about this. And her um, post about that was that um, her work is pretty much done if she's getting posts from people and her followers saying, like it's it stirred something in them. Yeah. So she's basically gone mic I drop, yeah. my work here is done yeah, because you guys are calling this out, out yeah. now, yeah. which is amazing. And um, yeah, and you- she says, you know, just you do need to arm yourself with that knowledge of, you know, what where this is coming from and yeah. why people like Kim Kardashian are trying to, um, she says that um if you know, if you know that it's problematic, reductive and irresponsible for her to perpetuate such a heavily impossible beauty standards to her impressionable fans, then you're empowered and conscious and don't need me.
0: Yes, Jamila. God, she's amazing. See, that's humble. That's yeah. that's showing humility. Exactly. It's and perfect. that she's doing it for all the right reasons. Yeah, I just love her. Um, if you don't follow her on Instagram, Bloody well, do yourself a favour. Absolutely. Her and some amazing feminists out there that are so empowering and make so much sense. And they're chicks. And we love chicks. Welcome to Chick Street. 1910 to 1920. April 15, 1912, the RMS Titanic strikes an iceberg during its maiden voyage, killing... 1,517 people in the disaster. In 1916, Albert Einstein explains his theory of general relativity. From 1918 through 1920, the Spanish flu will kill up to 100 million people worldwide. Wow, that's sad. And by golly, the zipper, stainless steel, and the toaster are all invented during this time. What a decade. Raw, raw, raw. So. It's your turn. It's my turn this week. I have such a
1: great story to tell I can't wait. I've been saying to you all week, I can't wait to hear your story. And I'm like,
0: give me a hint, give me a hint. I really enjoyed researching what I did this week. it's fun, isn't it? Now, I know we have, we present a chick in history, um, but funnily enough, this week, I started with one woman. Excuse, sorry, that's my, one of my other dogs having a little sneeze attack in my lap. I started yeah. with one woman. Yeah. And then another one just kept popping out. She just kept. You're right. Kiss, kiss. Now, she just kept coming up, like rearing mm-hmm. her head, yeah. like, waving at me, going, yeah. hello. <sighs> yeah. So I've turned, I, I've ended up going over to her. Great. But I'm going to start with the first one because yep. she's so instrumental Good. to the second one.
1: Okay, you okay. do it. You just – listen, mm. this is your show. Thank this you. This is our show. We can do
0: whatever the fuck we like. Okay. Oh, thank you. Okay, well, the first one that I chose for Chickstreet Episode mm. 2 mm. was a woman called Emmeline Pankhurst. Have not heard of You've her. never heard of her? But –
1: I love that name, Emmeline. Emmeline, is that from a movie? Emmeline.
0: I think it's Madeline. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Emmeline's not really used anymore. What a a beautiful beautiful name. name. Yep. Well, Emmeline Pankhurst, incredible woman. She was the one that started the suffragette movement. Wow. Okay. Yeah. She was it. She's she is is the, the the one. There are. She's patient zero. She's it. She there are monuments, statues of her. Yeah. Like she's it. Oh, okay. Look, we're. <laughs> Bitty, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what she needs. I'm you... rocking her. Okay. Um, yeah. Because you... yep.
1: yep. Beverly, we're trying kiss, to kiss, do
0: a kiss. podcast. So. Okay. I want to just tell you, start with this, yeah. okay, before I tell you about Emmeline. Please. Once do. upon a time, Annie, mm. women were not allowed to vote. Okay, I know. This is is a fact. We all know this. (laughs) This is a fact. Okay, but there was a bunch of kick-ass women that made sure that this was to change. Yes. Okay, it took almost two decades for them to make this happen. Two decades. Now, if you can't vote, you have no voice. Mm -hmm. And without a voice, you have no rights. Okay, Mm -hmm. so without Mm -hmm. rights for women... Mm -hmm. Men used to be able to sign for you, sign anything for you. They had to do it. You were never allowed to sign for anything, legal or otherwise, okay, employment, anything. I only found that out recently um, with the whole uh, men having
1: to sign for things by watching Handmaid's Tale Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. he has to sign for her credit Mm -hmm. card or something
0: yeah, to get money. men had yeah. to yeah, men had to sign for women. Yeah, the money went to the men. It <sighs> never went to the women. Yeah. Um, men choose chose what to do with all your money even if it wasn't theirs to begin with, mm-hmm. including like family money. So men would often marry into wealth and the woman was it, it's her it. family money, but yeah. she yeah. Um, men had the rights over your children. Okay, they can take them away whenever they wanted. They could have them adopted out if they chose. And you had no right over that. Um, that you, They could lock women up into institutions yes. by just saying, this woman's insane. Hysterical. Yeah. Hysteria. Or just if they didn't want you anymore. They could just have you locked up mm. with a signature. Um, no proof that there was anything wrong with you, lock you up. Okay, so I want to tell you about Emmeline Pankhurst. Emmeline Goulden was her name when she was born. Mm-hmm. She was born in Manchester in England on either July 14 or Manchester. 15. Manchester. I'm not going to do a Mancunian accent. I just did, but it's not very good.
1: <laughs> I love it. Is that, I'm a singer yeah, in a I'm band? S- yeah.
0: No, yeah. that's Liverpool. Oh, that's Liverpool. <laughs> um, We're doing more Stoke on Trent. Manchester. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, anyway, she was born July 15 or 14. No one did a birth certificate for months, so no one mm. knows. But she always said it was 14th because that's, what's the Paris day? French day? Bastille, Bastille day. day. She loved Paris. Oh, good. Yeah. Anyway, she was born in 1858. Okay. Wowzers. Now she was the eldest daughter of ten children. She grew up in a really politically active family. Mm-hmm. Her parents were both abolitionists. Now I'm gonna tell you what an abolitionist is because I didn't know what an abolitionist was. Do you know what that is?
1: Uh it's when slavery was abolished and exactly. they were
0: fighting for that yes. to be abolished. Movement to end slavery. I've only
1: yep. learned that recently
0: because of Black Lives Banner. Right. And oh. and educating myself about that. But Good. same. Um, they were also supporters of female suffrage. And suffrage means the right to vote. Okay, That's just what that word means, which I didn't know what that I word meant I didn't know that that's what that meant. I thought it was more like fighting for women's rights in general. No, suffrage is to vote. Wow. The right to vote. Oh God, so much. Um, Children, I know. take note. Goulden was 14 when her mother took her to a first women's suffrage meeting. Uh-huh. However, Goulden chafed at the fact that her parents... Prioritised their son's education and advancement over hers. Mm. One night, when kissing the kids goodnight, she pretended to be asleep. And as her dad kissed her forehead, he said to her mum, I wish she'd been born a lad, (gasps) which infuriated her. Yes. Her parents, however, valued education for females. Like, which was just not really heard of back in the day. Yeah. Um, And she did understand, because her book is amazing. She's written a book, um, in my own words, in her own words. It's not mine. And she says in that, you know, later came to understand exactly why her dad said that. It infuriated her at the time, but she did get it. She did get that, she just would have had so many more opportunities. And they gave her as many as they possibly could. So he was saying it more like kind of out of sympathy. Absolutely. She's such a smart girl. If only we'd, if she'd been born a boy, she could be a doctor. But how? You know, like. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely infuriating.
1: completely heartbreaking to hear that from your
0: dad. So her parents, they did value education for females and she was educated well, including studying in Paris, where she was allowed Mm -hmm. to learn more than just wife and mother duties, which is what women would learn at school in England. So in Paris, she met her future husband, Richard Pankhurst, who was a lawyer that supported a number of radical issues, including women's suffrage. In 1889, Pankhurst became an early supporter of the Women's Franchise League, which wanted to enfranchise all women. Mm-hmm. She married—oh, married and unmarried didn't matter—who she just wanted. She really wanted pe- women to have have the vote. Yeah. Anyway, her husband encouraged Emmeline Pankhurst to. Um, to do these kind of things, and um, right up until his death in 1898, he was 10 years older than her to begin oh. with. So, he um, they had quite a life together. But in 1903, she decided to create a new women-only group to focus solely on voting rights. The mm-hmm. Women's Social and Political Union the mm-hmm. (WSPU) it's very well known. I've oh, never heard of it I've though, never but heard of it. It's well known to people who know a lot about women's, which right. is the kind of the whole point to this podcast. This is the journey we're on together. Learning this stuff out.
1: Learning all of this stuff. Exactly. I love it. Their slogan
0: was deeds, not words. We should all live by that. Yep. The Women's Social and Political Union was a women only political movement and leading militant organisation campaigning for women's suffrage in the United Kingdom from 1903. To 1918 um, Known for the sub Being a suffragette Okay They were tightly controlled by Emmeline And her daughters Christabel and Sylvia Christabel Beautiful names and it would not align itself with any other movement or union, mm-hmm. no matter what. whether they supported women's suffrage or not. It would not align itself with anyone else. She was like, no, this is us, this is it, yep. and this is all we do. Yeah." Now, there's a difference between suffragist and a suffragette. Oh. Okay? Anyone can be a suffragist. Yes. And that is, they believe, in peaceful constitutional campaign methods. But a suffragette... They are willing to take direct militant action. They were the new suffragists. They that name So they're like the extremists. They're the radicals. The radicals. Yeah. I mean they were called terrorists back in the day. Wow. So and I'll get to that later. They like the shit they did, yeah. If you were on the other side of it, you'd be like, No, 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 no. Anyway, let's No, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> what that was. That's that TikTok video. No 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 cut no, all that out. no no <laughs> Okay. No. Now this is when I happened upon a woman by the name of Emily Wilding Davison. Okay. She was a foot soldier for the suffragette movement but one that became a lone name in history. Mm. Not well-known, but a name in history, and you're going to know about her now. Have never heard okay. About her. Okay, let me set a scene for you, Annie. Please do. Sam, it's for you too. Dogs, it's for you. 107 years ago, Britain's greatest national event was stopped in its tracks by a very public protest. Mm. At the height of the 1913 Epson Derby, which is a horse race. The race racing. Yep. In front of thousands of spectators, a lone figure walked into the path of the galloping horses. Oh. What happened next was captured in on, a f- on film in horrific detail. Now, I've seen these film. Oh. There was three cameras that caught it. They were like old, reeled cameras. Yeah. The woman was Emily Wilding Davison. She was a suffragette and she climbed underneath the running rail and into the path of the king's running horse. Oh. Okay, but let's find out a little bit more about Emily first and why she did such a desperate and ultimately fatal act. She died. She did. Oh. While researching this, I discovered a hidden history of violence by women prepared to use almost any means in their fight for the vote. Mm. And I also discovered just how far the government and police were prepared to go to suppress these women. Mm. Anyway, Emily Wilding Davidson. Davidson, not Davidson, Davidson. Mm. Emily joined the WSPU in 1906 just as the organisation was becoming more radical. In 1908, she was a marshal at a protest in Hyde Park where as many as 700,000 people turned out. But the establishment still ignored the movement's demand for votes for women. Mm. Snubs like this further radicalised suffragettes like Emily and she went from official duties to clandestine militancy. In 1909, she was arrested for storming the House of Commons. Then, in 1910, the suffragettes' movement suspended all militant action when it looked like the government might finally act. But when the suffrage bill was abandoned, a group of protesters marched on the House of Parliament hoping to provoke a reaction. Mm -hmm. That day has become known as Black Friday, Ah. one of the darkest and most known days of suffragette history. In the official account, in Parliament, that's just my dog now drinking. <laughs> <In> uh, the, <laughs> lesson learned. Yeah. In the official, um, in the official account held in Parliament, the police report said that there were assaults on police by men and women belonging to their union, and 117 arrests were made, mm. all passed off quietly inside the building. Evidence suggests now. That it's a cover-up. There are actually 300 people there and they were all women. They marched to Parliament and when they arrived, they were faced with a police brutality on a a scale that they'd never experienced before. There was a six-hour onslaught. They were battened, they were beaten, they were sexually assaulted, they were groped, pinched, spat on, and this went on hour after hour after hour and they were all arrested.
1: How many women?
0: 300. Up? Oh, 300. Oh, my Lord. There was a huge attempt to cover up what actually happened that day that there were men involved in the protest, which there weren't. There weren't, yeah. And that the police actually cornered the women inside the House of Commons and pretty much used them as their own property. Oh. So after that latest betrayal, the union radicalised. Okay, realised right. they had nothing to lose. Yeah. And that's when they really started to ramp things up. Yes, and that's when violent militancy really escalated. Wait, did anyone die in the Isn't Black that, Friday? Nope. No. no. Okay. No. Oh,
1: well, that's a positive.
0: very very beaten, broken bones. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a really violent time. Yeah, I've never heard of that. And though, yeah, well, and people that were opposed to their campaign, men, um, they would have angry male mobs that would just uh, attack these women in public. Yeah. Yeah. and they were never held accountable for it because men, they were doing the right thing for the government. Yes, yeah, yeah, So yeah, it gave yeah. them licence to just go and beat whoever they wanted oh. on the street and it, there was no, absolutely nothing they could All do about it. All because a woman wanted to vote. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they were so oh. against the parliament, the government, state, special branch. Special mm. branch was created to stop these women. hmm Um, In the beginning, it was just protesting that they were doing, heckling, chaining themselves to buildings. But then a new militancy soon took place. They needed to be heard and the press were reporting on them, even though it was negative. Mm. See, those in government also ran the newspapers. Yes. Or they were in cohorts with them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so political parties hated the suffragettes so much. Yeah. They were, but they started to get really violent. <laughs> they started putting bombs in post boxes. Did they? Yeah. They started throwing rocks through as many businesses as they could. Uh-huh. Um, it seemed like their only answer. They realised they needed to act violently as this was the only way that men would pay any attention to them because they'd done it all peacefully and nothing yeah. worked. Isn't this uh, very apt for today's? times
1: and how if you suppress people for that long that mm-hmm. they're just gonna burst yeah. and And violent violence is gonna yep. come out, even though it may not be the answer, but it's the only way they can just get be people heard. to listen. Yes. When they
0: don't feel like they're a part of the society that they are destroying. Yes. Yes. Violence. And, and so I mean, you don't Wars change world and that they are so violent and yeah. women aren't naturally violent but no. yeah. they will resort to violence yes. if pushed. Yes. Oh we'll we'll mm, we'll go. Oh
1: go yeah! I've seen you after a few <gasps> J D and cakes. At the <laughs> at
0: the bloody stain, let me at the drain down at Northeast. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Parliament needed to silence them as they were gaining way too much attention and even the negative press about them wasn't working to quell their actions. Mm, mm. So quick note, this was also a time that photos were first used as surveillance by police. Oh. The women's photos would be published in newspapers <gasps> and kept on record by authorities as proof that they were doing something illegal. They weren't. They were just standing. Oh. Um, and these photos were also doctored at some point through history. Mm. To align with yeah, to, this was the first photoshopping as well wow. to align with the agenda of the education through history that we learn that mm-hmm. these what these women did was wrong. There's this one photo and we can put it up on our socials. There's mm. so one photo of this woman who seem who's just standing there, seemingly she's not happy. But she's just, there's another photo that has been re, like, found now by um, researchers with the actual original photo has a man standing behind her with his hand around her th- his arm around her throat, holding her head up so she would get the photo taken. So that's why she looks so angry. And they've the taken photo. their hand away. And <laughs> photoshopped him out of it. Oh. How um when that happened, I don't know, but How that's they've the, done that. That's back the then? photo that is in history books. Wow, yeah, not the one with him in it. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah. So, um, evidence of what authorities did to the suffragettes was suppressed until as late as 2003. Mm. 2003, because, yeah. yep because of how hideous some of the actions were that were taken against these women they were spied upon arrested constantly for no, no reason they were imprisoned the oh. immense sheer powers that was that were used against the suffragettes by police and special branch were widely unknown until pretty mm. recently why Hundreds... did it take so long 2003 that's such a long time yeah because well yeah because there was no one all education still yeah. yeah. Let's get to that later. Yeah. Hundreds of suffragettes were arrested. One of the biggest problems that the state dealt with the suffragettes was once the women were behind the bars, they couldn't, behind bars, they couldn't control them like they thought they could. Yeah. And Emily Wilding Davidson, as well as others. She started tweeting. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> she took protest to a completely new level. Yeah. In the lead up to the First World War, the government imprisoned more than one thousand suffragettes. Emily Davidson. And went imagine to... those prisons at the time as oh, well. Hideous. Hideous. You can go and have a look at the prisons. They're still there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I went to a
0: prison in Dublin. Yeah, actually, and, and just an unbelievable. War. Yeah. So when she, she actually Emily went to prison nine times for her cause, and it's what happened to Emily in prison that set her in course for her final protest. Go, Emily. Yeah. Emily, like many of the women in prison, went on hunger strike to protest. Oh, okay. The authorities' response was brutal. Force feeding. Oh. Doctors and wardens would come into your cell. Six people would hold you down. A type of torture device like forceps Mm. would be forced into your mouth to wedge it open. And while a hose was being put down all the way down into your stomach, if you were lucky, it would get to your stomach. Sometimes it went into your lungs. Oh, God. If you fought too hard, they'd put it up your nostril. Either way, it caused huge damage for for your stomach, for your lungs, whatever. They would then force feed you things through it, like milk, eggs, brandy. This was done day in, day out, twice a day. These women were not being heard where they were not getting anywhere after being force-fed for 47 days. For Emily it was... 47 f- days. For 47 days for her. Oh. For Emily it was the first intimation that really made her prepared to risk her life for the cause. Right. Because she was in there. She was dying. She'd anyway. be like, it can't get any worse It can't than get this. any worse than this. This is, this is yeah. yeah. So she knew she as had to do something big. Yeah. She needed a really big, big headline. Yes. So where did she go? She went to the biggest event at, of the time. And the biggest event of the time was Derby Day. Okay, hundreds of Derby thousands day. of people took the day off work to to go to Epsom Downs. It's one mm. of the few occasions where all the social classes mix together. Still is. Still is, yeah. <laughs> Dukes rub shoulders with dustmans. Royalty was separated from the hoi polloi. Hoipoloi. Oh, by oh. just the width of a racetrack. The king and social worked. distancing <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> the king and queen were there yes. to watch their horse race. Yes. Emily knew that the eyes of the world and the lenses of the newsreel cameraman would be focused on Epsom. Oh. So here yeah, is a clever. passage that Emily wrote just before this event. Yep. Yeah. The glorious and inscrutable spirit of liberty has but one further penalty and its power, the surrender of life itself. To lay down life for friends, that is glorious, selfless, inspiring. But to reenact the tragedy of culvery for generations still yet unborn, that is the last and consummate sacrifice of the militant. Nor will she shrink from this nirvana. She will be faithful to the last. Now, that last line was actually oh. meant in reference to Joan of Arc. Oh, wow. Who the the suffragettes really did look up to. They, they right. on yep. a lot of things, had her on a mm. horse. Yeah. Now, a lot of people believe that what Emily did by walking in front of a gallop, of galloping horses was just the work of a crazed woman and that was believed for a really long time, mm. that some believe she suicided. Mm. Mm. Some believe she was trying to bring down the king's horse. Mm-hmm. It's actually only come to light, you're never going to believe this, in 2013 after forensic researchers have scrutinised all the footage. It turns out she was trying to do something else. Oh, She was holding something. In her hand, she she had a sash, a ribbon with the words votes for women on it. Oh, my gosh. For 100 years, the perceived view of the world was that it was Complete chance that Emily collided with that with the king's horse. Chance? Mm, that she just stepped out in front of all the running horses and it was just by chance the king's horse was the one that hit her. Right. Okay, but forensics have su- scrutinised the three camera angles uh-huh, and uh-huh. pinpointed Emily's position on the side of the racetrack. When she stepped out, she actually dodged most of the horses.
1: Oh, right. The king's
0: horse was she in knew bright which colours. She she was, yeah. The others weren't. So she actually had only four... 4 seconds to do what she did she collided with the king's horse and went fly like you should see the footage she went flying oh god people stormed the track immediately she was in a coma actually then for 4 days and then she passed away oh emily now the forensic team who saw they saw something in her hand that no one had really ever seen before mm. Mm. And they also noted that it disappeared by the time she was taken to hospital off the track. Mm-hmm. So what happened to that scarf? Mm. Well, it turns out a writer called Barbara Garner acquired the sash at auction at Sotheby's. <gasps> it had belonged to Frances Annie Get Burton. Out. Annie. Not Annie potatoes. Annie, Petitos, Annie, Annie Burton, Burton, whose father was a clerk of the racetrack at Epson on that day. Just in he, the lost and found. It's probably just in the lost and found. <laughs> in the, in... So he ran onto the track. He oh, was he one of the it. runners. Like everyone yeah. stormed it. Yeah. yeah. He ran onto the course and lying close to her was the sash. Mm. So he picked mm. it up and put it in his pocket and he actually forgot about it. He completely forgot about it until her funeral. Diddy. Well, yeah. Diddy. And, well, he, that's what, that's he, what, that's what says. he says. Yeah. He forgot about it until her funeral, which was a week later, Mm -hmm. or a week after her death, so four days after that and then a week after that. Um, He actually had a baby daughter and he wrapped his baby daughter in it and took her to the funeral procession. And he put the sash after the funeral back in a drawer where it was forgotten for decades until it was retrieved out of that drawer to sell it to pay for his nursing home fees. So they thought it's a piece of history. Oh Someone will want it, gosh. right?
1: Emily. But even the... just that—the fact that, like, this woman has jumped in front of a horse mm-hmm. to protest something—did mm-hmm. not even cross their minds to think, "What's she trying to say? Yeah. No. Oh no, she's just hysterical. She's crazy. She's crazy. Mad woman. She's not trying to say anything. We're just going to get this sash. We're just going to pop that away, and just—I don't know what this piece of—yep. Yeah.
0: Material, yep. is. never thought about it. Never
1: thought like I mean come it was on. from that day,
0: so why don't we sell it because it's come probably going to get us a nice yeah penny and it yep. did. Yeah, um, Emily actually had the scarf in her left hand and had decided since no one was listening to the suffragettes. there's a civil there's a rule under civil law that a subject can petition the king, oh. okay, which you could do if you could get in to see him. Okay, pretty impossible for her. She was a renowned militant so there was no way she was getting anywhere close to him. She would never get a meeting with him. Yeah. So what she actually wanted to do was unfurl the sash and put it over the king's horse. So when it went over the finish line, it would be wearing the votes for women's sash and it would have been the biggest publicity stunt Stunt. that the suffragettes had done. Her fatal mistake was misjudging how fast the horses ran. In her attempt to place the sash on the horse, she was bowled over and she ultimately died. Emily's funeral was made... ..was put together by the Women's Social and Political Union and it contained all the pomp of a state occasion. Thousands of suffragettes accompanied the coffin. Tens of thousands of people lined the streets of London. Emily had become what the movement needed the first martyr for the cause. Her funerals were reported across the world and grew global attention to the fight for women's rights. And what year was this? 1910.
1: 1910.
0: And when did women get the vote? 1928. Well, started in 18... Okay, we'll get to that now. Okay,
1: the suffragettes jumping. No, that's all right. I love that you're in.
0: You're in for this. It's so it's fascinating. I can't believe
1: I've never heard of a woman who has sacrificed her life to jump in front of horses, Mm. running horses in Mm. a race, Mm. and we all still go and celebrate
0: Derby Day like it's a fun occasion. And you know how they knew that that sash really was the real deal, because the um, the racing. Committee, or whatever they're called, mm. they they were at Sotheby's that day, and this writer, this Barbara Gorner, she bid the highest, and they were trying to get it. To get they it. knew
1: because it will all come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, oh, and
0: it's actually at the wow. house, back at the House of Commons now. It's it's beautifully framed at the House of Commons, which is so yeah. ironic because wow. that was what caused so Every, much the problem. Yeah, yeah, and now they're so proud of it, Britain. Yeah, you know. Just got another excuse to say nup to the cup. Yeah, thank you very much. We love saying nup to the cup. (laughs) Okay, so the suffragettes continued their fight until the start of the First World War, okay, when Emmeline Pankhurst had them suspend all militancy so that women could mobilise um the factories and the fields. They could get into it and start actually doing the work that the men couldn't do. It was this that actually finally had the government realize that the suffragettes were incredibly patriotic. Mm. And when the war ended the reward was limited. Women could have suffrage. Okay. So that was women who were over who? 30 and owned land. Oh, okay. They yeah. were allowed to vote. Right. Okay. And that was they were that was allowed from 1918. In 1925, the law recognised a mother's right to her children. Mm -hmm. That was the first time that was allowed. Thank you for the children that I've just given birth to. Mm -hmm. Thanks. And then in 1928, women were allowed to vote. They were allowed the same voting rights as men. These women, they just wanted democracy. They wanted what you and I now take for granted. Yeah. And what so many of us don't even bother to do when it comes to election time. Yeah. So please remember this story the next time you go to vote. I will, 100%. much it took. Yeah. Almost two decades. You know, a really sad side note, one month before... In 1928, they got that women, all women were allowed to vote. Yeah. Emmeline Pankhurst died one oh. month, well, just less than a month before. So she didn't see it. She never saw it. Oh. That she'd fought since she was 14. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's my that's story. Incredible. Emily and Emmeline. Emily and Emmeline. That's incredible. They've made huge differences in this world that... We've never heard of these women. No. That is absolutely abominable to me that mm. we don't know that these these women were not taught to us in school. No. Do you I know, know nothing about this as a 45-year-old woman. Yeah. Well, after that then actually Australia was already had the women voting in 1903. Oh, so yeah, actually. One thing we had. Because that's
1: why I asked you because I thought that we, it had come a lot sooner for yeah, us. Um, for us it for did.
0: Us. New Zealand did even sooner. yeah. Um, yeah. As soon as Britain was allowed, then Europe followed and um, Africa, United States followed after that. In 1971, you know Switzerland got the vote for women? 1971. <laughs> in 2003, I think, Qatar. Oh, gosh, I know. Got it? Wow. And in 2015, um, I can't remember the arab emirates promised to consider it soon mm. now their women still aren't allowed to vote
1: yeah this is incredible to me it is it's it's absolutely fascinating and you're right next time we have to vote i myself are going to i'm going to Take that a lot more seriously to mm-hmm. know that. I mean, you know, on one hand, it sucks that we have to think about it that hard to go. Oh, we're so we're so grateful that this a woman had to die so we could, you know, yeah. have our say. Yeah, that sucks. It but does. on the other hand, it's like,
0: well, but it's poetic. And yeah, it's it's, it's just prophetic. let's Do this for bloody Emily and Emmeline. Absolutely. Let them their death not be. Well, Emily's death be in vain. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like that's amazing. What an amazing story.
0: Uh, uh, there are some... I've this week watched so many documentaries. I have found out that my research is more about audio and visual... Yes. Um, ...than reading. Yes. I'm finding that I'm watching... There's so many documentaries mm-hmm. about Emmeline Pankhurst. Mm-hmm. Um, but a really great, interesting way to watch the suffragette movement is there's a movie that was made in 2015 called Suffragette. It's got Meryl oh, Streep in it. Yeah. Helena Bonham Carter. And um, Carrie Mulligan,
1: yes, Oh, okay, um, yeah, and her yeah.
0: character's not real, right, fictitious, but Emily, um, Emmeline is played by Meryl.
1: Yeah, well, we should definitely link those in the show notes, definitely. your sources and what you've watched, because I would love to watch those as well.
0: And at the end, it got me really emotional, like really emotional. Yeah, you were just teary there. Yeah, it was. It's a. Yeah. It's a very. When you think of what. When you watch the movie and you Mm. watch this fictitious character who was based on three, I think, actual women. Yeah. You watch her lose her child. Yeah. Her husband, her job. She gets imprisoned so many times Mm. and she... Doesn't And you're like, just give up. She just
1: doesn't give and up. And they
0: just won't give up.
1: Yeah. That it yep. makes
0: me feel so useless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel a little <laughs> in When a, I just inadequate. can't, you know, I'm just popping up a, a, a black tile for Black Lives Matter. That, you know, it's <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. this
1: yeah.
0: is, yeah. you know, some some people's lives work. Yeah. is This is all it's about. And that's why you look at Black Lives Matter now. And it, that's why I actually chose the suffragette movement mm. because I wanted – to be relatable to what's happening right now and yeah. try to understand what these people are going through daily.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That we are just being really uncomfortable and made have been given discomfort on, mm. oh, God, I'm just so sick of all this Black Lives Matter. Oh, God. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that being yeah. your entire life's work. Yeah. Like that every yeah. single day you have to think about. Exactly. So that's where I needed to understand Black Lives Matter by making it relatable for me. Yeah. And And you did. And Good did. job. So thank you for listening. Yeah.
1: So this week, uh, email from one of our chickstorians.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that you've come up with that. Yeah. We are. Oh, Ch- oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. yeah. <clears throat> oh, oh, it Jesus. keeps on coming, and Here the hits go. keep coming. <laughs> Here we go. Okay.
1: Um, yeah. So we got this lovely email from uh, Narelle. Narelle. And I'm going to read this out. Um, And remember, if you have a story, send it in. Please. Mychickstree at gmail.com. Or if you've got any suggestions on who we should um, also talk about because Mm -hmm. we are loving this research shtick. Uh, And, yeah, we'll definitely um, try it. Research it. So uh, this email is um, titled, My Awesome Amazing Gran.
0: Oh, I love it already.
1: From Narelle. Uh, Narelle writes, Hi, Evie and Annette. Oh, very formal. Very formal. Mm. Call me Annie, darling. Yeah, call me Annie. Or call me Yvette. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my chickstery. Oh, I love it. Proud to call this lady my gran who left us twenty four years ago, uh, way too soon. Uh Thelma Joan Ania. 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 Spell it. N E A R. That's what I thought it was gonna be. Ania, yeah. Thelma. I mean Thel. Well, there's not there's not enough Thelma's these there days. Isn't all the way. Seriously. Ways Bloody love that name. Uh so Thelma was born on the 25th of July, 1929, and sadly died on the 10th of June, 1996. Mm. Narelle writes, it would be easy to picture a mother lion fighting fiercely to the to defend one of her cubs when speaking about Thelma Joan Ania, When Thelma's son Ivan contracted meningitis at the age of two and was left profoundly deaf, mm. she fought for his needs in an age when disability had a different meaning than it has today. Oh, yeah. She founded and was the first president of the Mother's Club at Ewing House School for the Deaf, which Ivan attended. Wow. Thelma overcame the difficulties which came with the uh, educating of a profoundly deaf child, even standing up to bureaucrats who tried to stop him from travelling on the school bus from Clunes to Ballarat, a stance which paved the way for other children in the same circumstances. Oh, wow. Bloody Thelma, good on you.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A long-time resident of Clunes, Victoria, Thelma contributed to her community in a number of other ways as well. She was an inaugural member of the Clunes Tourist and Development Association and was treasurer until her death in 1996. Wow. Thelma was a key player in the, in the success of various projects undertaken by the association, such as the establishment of the Clunes Caravan Park <gasps> and gold festivals. Gold festivals? Yes, and was made festival festival monarch. What? As a token she's positively royal. As a token of appreciation for her services in Clunes. She was also president of the I mean, can this can Thelma just take a break? Yeah, she doesn't lived that long. Seriously she's done a lot in her life. Thelma, have a Bex and a lie down. No, you are go, doing Thel. too. Yeah, no go, Thelma. Yeah, go, Thelma. Go, you good She thing. was also president of the Clunes Country Women's Association, the Clunes Ladies Bowling Club, and the Clunes Golf Club Ladies Committee. Wow. Wow. Other organisations she gave tirelessly to yeah. were the Clunes Primary School Mothers Club, the oh. Clunes Fire Brigade Women's Auxiliary, oh. the RSL Women's Auxiliary...
0: I love Fel. N- Where's not- Clunes? I'm looking
1: it up. I and want to go to the Felma was also a renowned. Um, was also renowned as a superb cook oh, and a regular okay. competitor at the Clunes and District and Agricultural Show. I was going to say. I bet she's a flat. Like she, she we used to do the flower show as well. She won many prizes. Her flair for cooking also saw her as a key player in catering for many fundraising functions. I mean, Thelma. Thelma. She just would have, like, someone was like, oh, we've got a a fundraiser happening at the um, local Rotary
0: Club. Thelma's hand shoots straight up. I reckon Thelma had more than two hands. Okay. There was something She's going on with Thel. A super woman. Yes. This is exactly the kind of yeah. email we want. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. This uh, this this is this stuff's not in the history books. Yeah. But Thelma Thelma wait, that's not all. Be. Oh, you haven't finished? No, no. Oh, my
1: God. Thelma Ania was also instrumental in establishing the first Meals on Wheels <gasps> in the Central Highlands region. Really? She also worked with the youth of Clunes as a leader in the youth group and in the girl guides and brownies, also, inspiring did, others did. to contribute their time and skills with the youth of Clunes. She successfully ran her, ran her own business in the main street of Clunes at the same time she was involved in all of her community endeavors. Uh,
0: uh, uh, did she, she, she never slept. She, <laughs> ever. She? She's a vampire. And I'm I mean, okay with it, Not, and I say that in the loveliest of ways. I don't know how a human has done all that. All that she was all born in that. what year was she born? How
1: amazing is Thelma? Thelma was born in 1929. so, so, okay. so
0: she died in 1996, 96. and she was born in 29. Yeah, so she was 67. Six. My mother was 67 when she died, and. <laughs> Was, she was walking around scratching her ass and bumping anything. She, next she, to
1: Thelma. she uh Susan Beryl probably baked a scon or two oh, in her life.
0: Susan Beryl, she did things, but <laughs> Thelma I mean Thelma puts everyone to shame. I mean, bloody Wow, what anything woman.
1: Ania, we take our hats off to you. You are an amazing chick. chick
0: from history. From history. You are a chickstorian. Of the highest order.
1: Of the highest monarchy order. So that's it. Wow. Well, done. Beep, beep. Episode two in the can. Woo, I think I'm going to sh- sing this song every nice. time we finish an episode.
0: Two. Oh,
1: any episode? Okay. <laughs> <All right>. Yep. <laughs> two. Rewind. <laughs> uh, yeah, so episode two. Done.
0: Thank subscribe. You. Please subscribe Follow. Leave us a review. We would love to hear a review.
1: Yeah, POV though, positive vibes only. <laughs> oh, sorry, PVO. <laughs> Not POV. I thought it was Peter Von PVO, PVO, positive vibes only. PVO. Um, because yeah. if you've got any neg, like if you're neggy, then
0: yeah, leave take it, it somewhere else. Leave it inside you. Yeah. Or just go take it outside and let's shake it off.
1: Shake it off. Or like if you own a pet, just tell them. Yeah, don't hit them. Don't hit them, but you can, you can like, sit your
0: dog down and mm. go, Oh, listen to Annie and Evie's podcast. No, know? don't well, even sh- put it out there. Listen to Annie and Evie's <laughs> podcast. God, it was good. So don't forget to email us at mychickstree at gmail.com. Don't forget the my
1: because a really good friend of mine, um, Nakes. Snakes. Snakes. She sent it. She sent me the email. She copied in just chickstreet at gmail. Oh, like, so Dales. we would have
0: loved it to be that, but it, we couldn't get it. No, we couldn't get we it. Got so my at yeah, Gmail. Yeah. So if you've
1: sent us an email just to chickstreet at gmail, we didn't get it. So resend yeah.
0: it. My at gmail.com. Follow us on the socials Instagram chickstree underscore podcast. Yeah, and subscribe where
1: you get your podcasts the end. Goodbye.